Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast that delivers cutting-edge food as medicine solutions for optimal health. Allie Miller is a nutrition expert sought up by the media and America's top medical institutes for her revolutionary functional medicine interventions. From disease treatment to prevention, every episode will empower you with ways to put yourself back in control of your health. Please note, the topics discussed are for educational purposes only. Now welcome, Integrative Dietitians Allie Miller and her co-host Becky Yu. Welcome to episode 261 of the Naturally Nourished Podcast. Today we are talking all about an advanced lab assessment, a cellular micronutrient analysis. We will be covering what a cellular micronutrient analysis is, why one might be deficient in nutrients, how to identify patterns of deficiency for root cause interventions, and we'll provide you with some information about our personal results. Yes, it's a super cool panel. I can't wait to share all of the details of it. But recently on Instagram, a couple weeks back, I shared an image with five lab assessments to ensure you are monitoring as we enter into cold flu and virus season. So I've been kind of on the mindset of let's level up our health and let's be proactive and vigilant in understanding our true risk assessment which always has that n equals one individualized achilles heel if you will right so we want to always be looking at our c-reactive protein protein excuse me uh, high sensitivity c-reactive protein or hscrp this looks at our status of inflammation we want to know our hemoglobin a1c percent this is that three-month average of how glycosylated or coated your red blood cells are in sugar. This speaks to your metabolic health risk and blood sugar dysregulation. We know that individuals with infections have much more severe outcomes with elevated blood sugar levels. So this is a really great way to see where that's at. We want to know where your vitamin D 25 hydroxy status is. We know substantial influence of vitamin D supplementation in reducing severity of infection, as well as optimal vitamin D status, reducing severity of infection itself. So those that have functional deficiencies tend to have higher mortality, all cause death, especially in alignment when we're looking at virus and specifically coronavirus. We're seeing a lot going on there. And then a CBC is a really good thing to check in on. This is a complete blood count. Uh, this would look at your white blood cells as well as your red blood cells. It screens for anemia and such, but really for immune season, we're looking at the white blood cell count. This is the kind of natural army of that innate immune response where we have all the chemical responders like our natural killer cells, our neutrophils, our lymphocytes, and does play a role also in that long-term adaptive immune response. And when we're talking about today's assessment, we will be looking at lymphocytes, a type of a white blood cell, to determine an intracellular analysis. So not just what's floating through your body, but what is truly bioavailable for the function of your body on a day-to-day basis. So HSCRP, hemoglobin, globin A1C, vitamin D25-hydroxy, and a CBC are four really essential assessments. And then I threw in there to do our probiotic challenge as one that you can do without having to go to a doctor or get a blood draw. It's a great way to assess the status of your microbiome, which we know that when your gut is symbiotic or optimized, you actually have better both innate and acquired. So both that immediate immune response, as well as that adaptive learned memory response through the GALT, the gut-associated lymphatic tissue. Okay. And those first four labs you mentioned, you could likely get those drawn, you know, next time you have your yearly 
workup. Um, we also have our advanced metabolic panel available yes. that would combine those um, and add on some additional markers. So like a thyroid panel um, yes. is included on that one. As well as DHEA. DHEA. Yep. So really important if someone's dealing with adrenal fatigue mm-hmm. and struggling getting into ketosis, that advanced metabolic panel would comprehensively cover yep. all of that ground. Yep. Yep. So I think great um, advice to get those run, you know, at least once a year and, and especially going into this timestamp. And then a micronutrient test would be kind of an additional layer there. Yeah. I really think of a micronutrient assessment as like an annual wellness check-in on, again, literally how your body functions because your body requires nutrients for all of its biochemical processes. So annual check-in is really important. We'll talk in today's notes of specific times of need or important, but I will make the connection that this is a great panel to consider the cellular micronutrient analysis post-COVID infection, Uh, a really good way to ensure that impact of the viral battle in your body, checking in on your antioxidant status, checking in on anti-inflammatory tools to support, especially if you're dealing with any of that long hauling syndrome. Mm-hmm. I've been recommending more and more people on DM that are like, I just don't feel right since infection. Yeah. I think a micronutrient test is a really great way, again, to instead of just throw blankly zinc or vitamin C, really understand specific. And the micronutrient analysis, if you have not been infected yet with COVID, could be a great way also to make sure that you are armed and prepared as we go into this next cold and flu season. A hundred percent. As we review our personal results, I know, you know, I had COVID back in like January and Mm -hmm. then maybe a day or two of some Delta something in July. And my results were really dynamic with like lysine and zinc and things I wouldn't have necessarily thought to supplement individually with. Uh, But what I really love about this panel, regardless of of COVID status or um, any of that piece, is um, that it's really abundance focused, right? So it's not like the MRT food sensitivity Mm. where we're like taking things away from you. Um, And especially thinking through like holiday season, that's probably not the panel to do like going into Thanksgiving and Christmas and, you know, family celebrations and whatnot. But a micronutrient panel, I'll often find like, you know, I've been telling a client for years to eat organs and then we finally get their results back. And I'm like, look, these five nutrients that you're deficient in can all be found in organs. Yes. And it's finally that like last little turnkey that gets them to eat the organs once a month. (laughs) Absolutely. And I love that we really get to see trends of an individual. So you see kind of the downstream impact real timely. It's four to six months of information really held within an intracellular analysis of your nutrient status. And we get to see kind of the why behind it. So if you're wondering why you might be deficient in a nutrient, we don't go too deep in that in today's episode. Um, you know, we talk about deficiency can be based on increased demand, like having a baby, being a marathon runner, et cetera, inability to absorb or use nutrients, which could be you're on a proton pump inhibitor like Nexium or don't have enough hydrochloric acid in your stomach, or it could be an inability to utilize based on genetics, like you have MTHFR gene, and so you're not able to utilize the folic acid. You need methylfolate. Um, we nerd out a lot more on that and why you might need supplements in episodes 178 and 177 of the Naturally Nourished podcast, and that's parts one and two of why you need supplements. And then also to share with y'all, we have various episodes called Three Micronutrients, and so uh, we will link some of those in today's episode notes as well. And this is where we literally randomly select nutrients of focus. So it could be like vitamin C, L-carnitine, and zinc. And um, what we do is we just nerd out on each nutrient, what they do in the body, 
what deficiency patterns can look like and how to replete the deficiencies with food as medicine, as well as leveling up with supplemental support. And then more recently, we've actually done like individual nutrient kind of deep dives. So vitamin C, D, and CoQ10, right. we've all done um, in the past couple of months. And I know you guys really for whatever reason, love those episodes. Um, Because nutrients are cool. Hello, fellow nutrition nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we'll definitely get another one into the mix for the end of the year. Um, I think think we haven't focused on yet. Um, So before we get started, let's just chat updates and kind of random, but to kick off the topic, any nutrient focus um, maybe you've really been hitting or shifts in your recent supplement routine? Yes. So as we shared in the last two weeks uh, episodes, you know, I have now relocated to Hill Country, move. Becky had Noah's first birthday, all of the things. And we had that program launch for Naturally Nourished Food as Medicine for the whole family. So I have been all about Adaptogen Boost. I am not messing around with going under four a day and I'm loving it. And I've been able to substantially cut my caffeine consumption, which I know my adrenals appreciate. Mm-hmm. And I also would note Thyroid Optimizer. I just started incorporating this in the last Last, like three months. Um, I also have been aware of the fact that I was very loose and I had gained, I think like nine to 11 pounds. Um, and I'm within one pound of where I was prior to being aware of that gain. And I'm going to say thyroid optimizer probably helped with that. Of course, also being mindful of not just overindulging on portion size. I've always kept it really clean eating, but thyroid optimizer has helped, I think, with stress resilience. I am Hashimoto's, so even though my thyroid markers were okay, I think giving that gland some love and also clutch nutrients as we're in the immune season. So giving a great boost of 25 milligrams of zinc in the two capsules of thyroid optimizer on top of my multivale mama is bringing me into more therapeutic seasonal immune support and then I'm also getting another boost of iodine and selenium in there as well as more adaptogenic herbs which you know (laughs) I'll take all the adaptogens so I can just bubble wrap my stress response and keep slaying in life yes um I started layering that one in when I saw that I was deficient in zinc and I'm like oh it's got 25 milligrams um I'll be good if I just take one of these even just one a day but one to two awesome Um, and then I recently realized that I had not taken GI lining in about yes, 100 girl. years. Um, I used it spotty during pregnancy, really um, just for the tail and for like, you know, when I could not get reflux or heartburn under control, like trimester three is kind of when that really mm-hmm. tends to hit um, and hadn't used it throughout breastfeeding, which I probably would have been comfortable bringing it in, um, when Noah was down to like, you know, four feeds or so per day, um, feeling like the spacing and timing of that would have been appropriate. It just like, didn't make its way back to it's my nightstand. Yeah. Um, and I've been curious about like running my MRT and I'm like, let's just do a month of like GI lining to reset. Three months, yeah. yeah. Give yourself three months. You just okay. talked about Get the seasonality. The yes, girl. <laughs> Take let's, my own advice. Let's, yeah, yep. let's mid-January yep. that and give yourself okay. three months of gut love. Yes. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So that's one that um, I wasn't showing deficient necessarily in glutamine, which is great. Yes. Um, but just being proactive, especially going through immune season, um, that's a supplement I love. It just kind of fell off. So yeah. it's back. Okay, cool. All right, let's talk next level keto and then get rocking. Yes. So starting October 27th, which is coming right around the corner, you guys, we are kicking off our second round of next level keto. 
This class will be live on Wednesdays from 12 to 1 central time. So over the lunch hour for many, um, we will be skipping the week of Thanksgiving so that we can really offer you a breadth of support like through um, Halloween, Thanksgiving, and even coming into like early December. So it'll run from the 27th through December 8th. Yes. So class topics include mastering your macros and determining what phase works best for you. Functional medicine deep dives. We have three of these that we break down on, on the even classes, if you will. And so the first one is a Q&A deep dive on hormones, thyroid, adrenals, and stress. The second deep dive Q&A is class four is gut health and digestion. And then the fourth one is a wrap-up Q&A where we take keto into the real world. And then at classes three and five, we have mixing up your meal plan, abundance and variety, and making it sustainable, getting out of a food jag and playing with switching up your phases. And then movement and lifestyle support, and that's where we layer in a 10-day detox. We also do a CGM or a continuous glucose monitor that we introduce at week three, which is again, really timely. Nothing gives you more accountability during the holidays than wearing something on your body that is watching you 24 seven and, you know, really being mindful of any of those extra indulgences that become a daily ritual versus a indulgence as you know, it should be a couple times throughout the week. Um, we, this is the most engaged participation that we have in our programs in the sense that it is going to be a live, like Becky said, more kind of engaged conversational. We have people put their mics on and ask questions through camera, or if you want the anonymity, you can keep the camera off. Um, also, this is one that is only available to those of you who have prior participated in the 12-week Food is Medicine Ketosis program. And I've already been asked on Instagram that yes, if you did purchase it as an archive, that still counts. Yeah, it totally does. So you can go ahead yep. and add that to your account now, get brushed up on things because we do want to make sure that we're talking to you all at the same level. That's why it's right. next level. <laughs> so you've already done the foundational course, whether you've done it three years ago or whether you've just purchased the archive you would qualify, but Next Level Keto is going to be an intimate experience with Becky and myself. Um, really great way to be a supportive community during the holiday season so that you can end the year strong, resilient, and feeling fabulous. Um, the program price is what, Becky? $199. Okay, $199 for these six-hour-long classes. You also get Google Docs where you can um, put in your own questions. You can upload images of your CGM and such so we can help you troubleshoot. Any other magic that I want to share on this class? Um, it is a pretty magical <laughs> experience. Um, just in that it's it's a really good way to kind of have us in your back pocket through mm -hmm. the holiday season. And it will be the last live class of the year. We're also toying with this oh, being. Oh, I think it is. Yeah. yeah this is that it. is for sure. Yeah. Uh, but we're toying with this being the only live program that right. we um, run on going. So instead of having, you know, live rounds of the the 12 week keto program, um, I think this is going to be it. So if you've been kind of waiting, hanging on for that, we don't have another one on the calendar scheduled nope. at this Not juncture. Not planning on January of um, 22 at nope. this time. Nope. We will just do another next level keto, like probably in February yep. um, to kind of help for those of you that didn't join in this round. Um, so yes, this is the only class that we offer through Naturally Nourished that is live engagement and really kind of a best way to just have that community support, especially in this time of the year, if you're feeling ostracized by family for other reasons, like within the shmam shmamic, <laughs> and you just want like some sisterhood and community and it's not exclusive to women, men um, can participate as well. But again, it, just a great way to kind of stay strong and feel your best through the holidays. Yes.
All right. I will link how to join in our show notes. Um, one last thing before we fully kick off into talking about this new lab, let's just have a quick word from our sponsor for this episode, Santa Cruz Medicinals. Yes. So Santa Cruz Medicinals makes potent, clean CBD or cannabidiol. And this is a compound that can help to regulate stress, anxiety, sleep, inflammation, and also has some neuroprotective effects. So CBD can actually improve and calm mood as well as aid in cognitive function, and it can counteract cortisol, that primary stress hormone, from being released. So an individual that is dealing with pain from a sports injury or just aging, as well as an individual that is in fight or flight mode responding to chronic stress, CBD could be a wonderful blanket (laughs) that you lay down in your body to help your system feel more regulated. We're all wired with an endocannabinoid system and this works within our body. It connects with our central nervous system as well as our enteric nervous system. So the brain and spine as well as the gut of the body. And when we are depleted in CBD, we can see dysregulation in the body. Now the issue with CBD is it's still kind of cowboy industry. It's not FDA regulated, which the FDA regulates a lot of bad things. So that's not necessarily something that is deemed necessary. But with that being said, there's a lot of products out there that are not third-party tested. And we do want to make sure that there's potency and purity so that the CBD you're taking is free of toxins, contaminants, heavy metals and such. Uh, even butane that they use in the extraction process. And you also want to make sure that it's pure and potent. So pure, ensuring that there's no THC if you're looking for just a clean CBD formula and you're under a position where you would be tested for that compound. And also the potency is huge because often CBD products will have like 5, 10, 15 milligrams. And really we're seeing like 50 to 80 milligrams a day to be an effective dose. In fact, our friends over at Santa Cruz Medicinal suggest doing a 100 milligram a day challenge for one week. So 100 milligrams of CBD a day to see how you feel after a week. And you can do this in capsule form. They have some combination formulas like the deep sleep capsules, which have valerian and L-theanine, as well as really clean tinctures with MCT oil and um, even topical pain salves to explore. So go on over to scmedicinals.com, use the code AllieMillerRD at checkout, and that will give you 15% off your order as well as free shipping. Again, that's scmedicinals.com and use Allie Miller RD at checkout. All right, let's do it. So kicking things off um, with talking about our new lab panel, the cellular micronutrient analysis, um, I just want to go over and kind of distinguish how this type of test differs from like a serum blood test. So if you go to your doctor, they test vitamin D and you might get them to throw in like B12 or something like that if you're lucky. Yes. So a standard lab draw will use serum or plasma and this is truly a very poor indicator of nutrient status. It's much more transient so it can be greatly fluctuating and it doesn't truly indicate what is available on a cellular level or the level of functional need for the body. Serum is truly what's floating or passing through the body not what is actually bioavailable. And again, what's bioavailable on the cellular level is what drives the function of your body. So all of our metabolism and biochemical reactions take place intracellularly or within the cell. And when we look at vitamins, minerals, amino acids, fatty acids, all of these are utilized within the cell to produce the energy we need to make 
enzymes, hormones, neurotransmitters, and proteins to truly sustain life. So deficiency of a nutrient can really drive cellular disruption. And if your cells aren't functioning, your body ain't functioning either. It's <laughs> kind of how that goes. Um, an intracellular assessment is much more long-term, as I noted. You know, we're looking at really like a four to six month status. And we had used SpectraCell. We'll talk about them probably a little bit in today's episode as well. And they also used the concept of white blood cell proliferation. And again, what white blood cell proliferation does is it looks at the nutrients that are based in our lymphocytes, a type of white blood cell, um, on the ability of our T and B lymphocytes to reproduce or proliferate. So you may have heard this T and B cell talk in the constructs of pandemic and natural immunity, which is now now natural immunity can't be said apparently. It's banned that hashtag. It's a banned hashtag. <laughs> Goodness, I just I know I can't even. Sometimes I just need to like. If it's not funny, then it's, yep. I don't know. Yep. Anyway, so you've probably heard of T cells and B cells when we're talking about, okay, you still have antibodies after one year of infection. Now we're seeing, you know, it was, it was discussed that maybe you wouldn't. And even when your antibodies reduce, you still have the T cell and B cell memory. Well, again, your, your T cells and B cells also regulate the proliferation or reproduction or um, manufacturing of cells, basically growing of cells, okay? And so when we're looking at a, a cellular micronutrient assay or analysis, we're testing for insufficiencies of micronutrients, um, which could be vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and other compounds within these specific immune cells. And the cellular testing will look at nutrient sufficiency, antioxidant capacity, and specific protective antioxidants of function. Okay, so let's go a little deeper maybe into just mechanisms of the lab. So you noted that intracellular assessment of the patient's actual micronutrient status. How exactly do they do that? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, and I'll actually call out how this panel varies from SpectraCell. Mm -hmm. So again, they're sure. both white blood cell proliferation. So first off, the lymphocytes are going to be separated from a patient's whole blood specimen. So we're uh, spinning and centrifuging and separating out those lymphocytes. And then what differs from SpectraCell to our cellular nutrient analysis that we're now shifting to with cell science as the lab is that cell science is going to then take the patient's own serum and add it back to to the lymphocytes. SpectraCell actually uses a perfect medium. And so they're using a supplemented medium and then um, putting the lymphocytes in that medium. And both cases, SpectraCell and cell uh, sciences, is going to stimulate this, this medium. So now you either have your own lymphocytes in your own serum or your own lymphocytes in a perfect medium. In both cases, the cells are going to be stimulated with a mitogen. And this is an agent that's going to drive mitosis or cellular division. This is that pro proliferation component and there's going to be a baseline and then a proliferation rate determined. Um, so lymphocyte growth rate is going to be stimulated without the addition of micronutrients as the baseline. So in the sense of, again, the cell science, which is the one we're going with, um, that lymphocyte is in your own serum and we're looking at the turnover or the cell growth, basically. Then the intervention population is going to add one specific nutrient to the lymphocytes and, and you have multiple samples. So you're 
you're not like repeating your specimen, right? So, so they there's split a baseline. It into like every nutrient. Fifty-three, that I believe. Okay. Yep, I'll, I have the number somewhere down cool. here. But okay, you know, so there's fifty-three active tests, and then there's your your standard um, uh, baseline, basically, right? Okay. And so the micronutrients, one by one or per sample, are going to be added to the lymphocytes with the culture one at a time, and then there's proliferation rates or the level of metabolic activity is compared to the baseline rate. So this is providing us the only independent variable of a specific micronutrient, and that's what's determining if the cell proliferation turns on or increases and to what degree. So the difference of SpectraCell versus cell science is SpectraCell is comparing a perfect medium to your actual cells and seeing the turnover or death, both of them still stimulating to see what nutrient is needed to um, kind of maintain or drive that, that proliferation. Whereas when we're looking at in the cell science approach, the serum of your own body is going to capture a lot more of the lifestyle influence. So Got the it. serum of your okay. own body is going to note or be impacted by toxicity, going to be impacted by your stress, going to be impacted on the um, marathon runners. And so it's the closest thing you can get to an in vivo, true intracellular functional analysis because it's taking that data of your own body. Okay. Um, and then when you get the results back, it'll show you um, kind of similar to those that have done the SpectraCell in the past. You've got a red, yellow, or kind of green coding of yes. red being insufficiency. And basically what that means is that your cells, when introduced that nutrient, proliferated at a greater rate. So they were like, give me all that good stuff. Yes. And all of a sudden they're growing like crazy. And it's really that increased activity that they're noting, hey, supplementation of this nutrient might be required. Right. So the insufficiency is going to be 120% or greater proliferation. The borderline or yellow is going to be 110 to 119% proliferation improvement. And then the nutrient sufficiency or no significant growth shift would be seen for those that are under that, you know, 109 and under. And that's not a dynamic enough growth to say that that nutrient was required to make dynamic change okay and you mentioned this is kind of closest to in vivo and and taking into account a lot of the lifestyle factors so toxicity exercise sleep disturbance stress like all of the things that we talk about can impact micronutrient status and kind of taking that to another level because of the way that they test yeah i mean the growth medium is the biggest shift of why we decided to go with cell science versus spectra cell because there were some overlapping trends that we kept seeing and we're like well i'm not sure if it's always as clinically uh -huh. relevant we both tested a comparison to ourselves so i actually tested uh becky did hers both on the same day draw we did a whole beta population in our clinic and did the same thing and then i test compared myself to when i had covid in december uh -huh. of i believe that was i guess 2020 december right um and the specter cell panel then which is really interesting because it is a lot of um connection to the immune needed yep. nece necessary uh, nutrients but i do think that this is beyond accurate to really have the application of the individual serum with that lymphocyte Yes. And, and I think also the other reason we're switching, it's not that SpectraCell is like a bad right, no. lab by any stretch. Um, and if you've run that in the past, absolutely like those results at the time were still I still accurate. believe they're very yeah, accurate. Totally. Absolutely. Just different level of sensitivity exactly. and specificity. Exactly. So like when we overlapped my panel, there were a lot of the same nutrients, but maybe it was a, a borderline versus a more severe on this particular panel. Um, and we really like that this new test is assessing 52 yes. different vitamins, minerals, and amino acids versus just 31, 
with the Spectracell. And then with the CMA, the new one, we're also doing a combination panel that Cell Science Labs has that includes this antioxidant protection assay. Um, and I really like that part because yes. as dietitians, it gives us like a breakdown of all of these really cool, either food-based or, you know, supplemental um, things that we can bring in and, and make individualized recommendations for, Hey, what antioxidants are going to actually work best for my body? Do I need to take all of them or yes. would, you know, CoQ10 be more protective for me than resveratrol, right. et cetera. Right. So yeah, this add on, so a going from 31 nutrients to 52 nutrients is significant of itself. 21 additional nutrients we're assessing, but then we have a whole panel of antioxidants beyond that. I didn't count them, but there's over 30, I believe. Um, and so this whole concept kind of takes this idea of, of course, we talk about antioxidants and oxidative stress and overload and accumulation of free radicals, which can hit us from pollution, toxins, medication, radiation, um, all of which we're pretty much exposed to. Our bodies can then have the result of oxidative damage, which will play a major role in the development of chronic and degenerative illness. So antioxidants, of course, can protect by scavenging free radicals and reducing that oxidative damage. There's a redox assay that actually measures the overall antioxidant function, and that's very comparable to the same mechanism of the spectrox that we used with the spectrocell panel. But what takes it next level is the antioxidant protection assay, or the APA, which identifies specific antioxidants that significantly improve an individual's antioxidant capacity and protect the cells from oxidative damage. So they actually, in this assay, are going to take hydrogen peroxide as a stressor or a driver of oxidative stress. And this is very common in clinical nutritional science, actually. Almost any antioxidant, if you're reading about sulforaphane testing mm -hmm. on cells, they're always using hydrogen peroxide. That's the common stressor to drive oxidative stress reaction in the body. And so, you know, day one is considered 100%. Day two is when the redox score is going to be plotted to give that sample population. And then with the antioxidants and anti-inflammatories, they use the same procedure as the micronutrient portion, adding in to see what the patient needs. They're tracking for that proliferation, but they're really looking at, instead of deficiency, the challenge of hydrogen peroxide and looking at the T cells expanding to meet the challenge. So what we see as a baseline of the T cells doing with nothing added, right? And then when we add the specific compounds, so it might be frankincense since which I learned was boswellia. I didn't know that boswellia. I know what that is. And that's in the inflammasome product right. we have. But I was like, how do I get frankincense in right. when I was I looking I always think at... of it as the essential oil, but yeah, I guess that's... it's the same tree. Right. <laughs> so what they do in this sense is they look at the baseline of the T cells and, and how they did with that challenge or the stressor of the hydrogen peroxide. And then also very specific to each different antioxidant and anti-inflammatory, they see the protective elements. So when they add that, that frankincense or when they add that resveratrol or they add that vitamin C, um, what those do to the T cells and what the T cells utilize to protect those cells and improve the survival rate and proliferation. So the highly protective compounds are going to be those that are most influential or necessary for cell survival, which is pretty important, I would say. Uh-huh. Super, super cool stuff. Um, let's talk about who is kind of the highest need or um, priority for 
doing this micronutrient and antioxidant test. So when would be like good timestamps in terms of life cycle? Life cycle. Yeah. Style cycle. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, you know, like I said, I, I really love using this as a wellness assessment annually. And um, yes, it is an investment for sure. Um, our spectrocell panel was 535. This cellular nutrient analysis is 550. Um, but again, you're looking at an annual investment to really hone in on your specific food as medicine goals and your targeted supplement support. What things maybe you're taking that you don't need or are holding things in range and what things you might want to prioritize or swap out. Um, I think of any dynamic transitional phases in the aging process and with hormonal change. So starting with women's health, you know, individuals that are are looking for fertility so for infertility and trying to optimize egg health mm-hmm. um, and whether it's natural or through a um, infertility clinic and you're looking at doing um, in vitro or, or some form of um, fertility treatment still a micronutrient analysis is going to be huge um, pregnancy now pregnancy and lactation is a big reason for demand yeah. you absolutely could test during active pregnancy and lactation but I would suggest generally speaking that you would test prior to pregnancy in attempts to get pregnant. And then, you know, once you find a positive pregnancy test, you could test early on if you feel like you've been wanting to do this and check in. But I will say your body's demands are changing by the week (laughs) and baby is really driving that train. And I usually wait until actually the individual has weaned, has stopped breastfeeding, or at least at the one year mark Mm -hmm. of breastfeeding. So, you know, at that point, it's usually more complimentary feeding anyway. Um, So I would kind of go after when your body's reclaiming and and recalibrating celebrating, if you will. Um, also perimenopausal phase, um, menopausal transition could be a time we think of individuals under high stress or high performance or low support. So not getting enough sleep, um, feeling burned out, chronic fatigue. And this is where, again, that kind of post COVID syndrome could be a big area of focus because your body just battled a dynamic pathogen and that warfare can take a toll on your system. Um, this can be proactive for sports nutrition. So if you're a marathon runner or whatever you're doing to enhance exercise performance. We can think of this as an assessment pre and post-surgery, or most definitely if if you're not investing on both ends, Mm post-surgical could be huge. Um, You know, unless you knew you had really poor outcomes in a prior procedure, then you might test prior. Um, This can be a great way to support weight management because we're looking at trends that influence metabolic health, blood sugar regulation, obesity, Uh, This could be a great approach for individuals that have any form of metabolic syndrome, including elevated blood pressure, hypertension, um, increased body fat, uh, dyslipidemia, or markers of inflammation that are dysregulated. So like if your CRP is up, um, you know, those again, initial assessment markers, your doctor runs your CRP, it's elevated. Maybe you go right on that anti-inflammatory bundle of ours of those three formulas of cell antiox, EPA, DHA extra, and the super turmeric and you aren't wanting to dig into the MRT because it's holiday seasons, but you do want to feel like you're confident that you're supporting your body correctly. I think with an elevated CRP doing the CMA might be a really good approach as well. Totally. And especially with that additional antioxidant, anti-inflammatory piece of the puzzle, I feel like that's going to be huge for anyone experiencing inflammation and even the sports nutrition piece of the puzzle because we know athletes have higher levels of oxidative stress anyway. And that's always a trend I see, you know, when I'm reviewing one of these panels or doing an email lab review, like, Ooh, we've got like 
four of the you know yes. antioxidants that were tested uh, that are deficient. So I feel like that'll be an added layer for like all of those reasons and more. Totally. I mean, so basically it's a nutritional and health status optimizing panel, and it can also be used for symptom remission or regulation. So pretty much anyone that has an undesirable symptom from hair loss to insomnia and so much more, I think you could learn a lot by assessing your micronutrient and antioxidant status. Yep. And even like aging parents, I feel like this is the one more often than not that I'm recommending to someone who's like, Oh, I can get my dad to do like one lab. What yes. should it be? And, and, you know, he's taking like 57 supplements from CBS. How do I get him to streamline? And, and that's when you like yes. go and bring out the basket of supplements and like go through, you know, yeah. what do I actually need? Well, especially again, if you have any family trends of Alzheimer's or dementia, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I think that this yep. is, or Parkinson's neurological disease. I think this would be a really great one to be proactive on just with a family history trend alone. All right, so let's go ahead and cover what we saw in our own individual panel. So I see the first one you've got here, Allie, was your um, spectra cell. And that looks like it was run back in December. You mentioned like right post-COVID or or even I I drew it like the the teens of December. And and yes, I was like, um, you know, my, my hard, I had hard... 48 hours you could round it to 72 hours but my hard 48 hours were probably three to five days out not much Mm -hmm. it was within a week of the time when I was like oh my gosh I and 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 to be fair I feel like I did share this you know I said that the migraine headache and the teeth pain was the weirdest Mm -hmm. symptom that I had um and it was severe you know I mean I I didn't actually ever think I was going to die but I remember telling Brady like oh I'm gonna die um just especially when you never get sick (laughs) yeah like kind of the worst it was a steam train yeah definitely so I feel like my body had taken a hit from a toll um I was taking all the things I could but I had functional deficiencies on four nutrients alpha lipoic acid selenium serine which serine has a huge immune modulating amino acid and then um b2 riboflavin and then I was borderline in CoQ10, cysteine, which is in N-acetylcysteine, even though I was taking so much cellular antiox, folate, glutathione, so the other counterpart of the cellular antiox. Again, my body had just gone through a high an- antioxidant depletion mode. Um, magnesium, pantothenate or B5, B3, B6, and vitamin K2. Um, so I had how many? Two, four, six, eight, nine borderline and four functional deficiencies. And I also was feeling pretty low. Yeah. Um, so I did, you know, target with those strategic nutrients and um, got more than out of the woods. And then this August in um, August of 21, so I guess that was a good eight to nine months out. Um, I had just two functional deficiencies through the cellular micronutrient analysis, biotin and vitamin C. And then I had three borderline. I had histidine, which is um, one of the amino acids. They test 17 amino uh-huh. acids instead of three, right. like we had with spectra cells. Yep. So if one of three, like before when serine was functionally deficient, having histidine as a borderline and seeing the other 16 amino acids not even concerning you know, that doesn't make me dig down the rabbit hole about like hydrochloric acid Mm -hmm. or stomach acidity or not eating enough animal protein. Whereas if I tested a vegan or vegetarian, chances are they'd have like six or seven of these amino acids that would be functionally
nutritionally deficient or at least borderline. So histidine, I didn't really do much about. Um, Calcium was also the only mineral of 15 minerals that were assessed. So if I had high mineral deficiency, then I would look at, again, the digestive enzyme function, um, getting enough acidity to aid in the absorption of my minerals, making sure I'm not doing too much tea to chelate or block with those tannins, Mm -hmm. as well as too much fiber and such. But again, just calcium. And I actually knew, I, I, that's my like, um, Oh, redheaded stepchild of the supplement line. It's it's such a good product, the osteofactors. I have seen individuals improve their bone mass density in DEXA scores and fabulous outcomes. And after I did my teeth extraction and all of the um, kind of realignment in my in my mouth, I've known that I need yep. calcium. So that was a good like, yes, I will do that. Get my osteofactors. So that's an intervention I made since the panel. I think we're resisting it because we're like, oh, we're getting into the age where you need it. But it's really yes. what age like 30 and yes. beyond. You and kind of need to start, especially for and women. Pregnancy yeah. just tears you up yeah. with calcium. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then um, the delta tocotrienol was also borderline. And so vitamin E is a group of eight fat-soluble compounds. And so we're looking at alpha, beta, gamma, and delta tocopherols and alpha, beta, gamma, and delta tocotrienols. And so the delta tocotrienol specifically is an antioxidant and an anti-inflammatory, which was interesting to see. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's another important note about this new panel is they're testing the most bioactive forms of all of the nutrients, right? So we're looking at that delta tocotrienol versus before it was like generic vitamin E and we weren't like totally sure what was being tested or even like uh, folic acid versus the methylfolate, um, methylfolate. Quadrifolate. yeah, mm-hmm. or, or cyanocobalamin versus the methylcobalamin that we're always talking to you guys about. Um, so super cool now that we're testing all of those forms as well. Yeah, um, and that delta tocotrienol that's actually an update that we've recently made to our super turmeric, which I think the new one hitting the out. shelves. Yeah, any day now. <laughs> um, so we've reformulated to include that delta delta tocotrienol in an anti-inflammatory bin, uh, blend to just provide some additional boost and stability of the compounds in super turmeric. So are you going to up your super turmeric based on that? Well, result? let's go through my antioxidants <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. anti-inflammatory yep. panel. I think, I think this is so cool. So I did, like I said, I did bring in the osteofactors. I was taking bio C plus and you know what, right after this panel, when we did the episode on, on vitamin C, uh-huh. I had already intuitively known I needed more. I was like the progesterone trend. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, of course, the reiteration, always, always Allie Miller, the adrenals. Okay. Yeah, I need that. Yep. So I did up from two to three. So I am taking three a day of the bio C plus. And I also, um, because I was being kind of lazy, I had kind of stopped taking the um, B complex uh-huh. in our line. And I was just relying on the multi-avail mama. And um, I was getting so many Bs in Calm and Clear. But you know what's not in Calm and Clear? Biotin. Right. So I did bring back in um, the B complex and then the osteofactors and then upped my bio C. So I felt like I was hitting kind of all the levels. But as I was thinking, do I want to bring in super turmeric? I looked at the antioxidant and anti-inflammatory panel, and I'm just going to name all of the ones that come up. And this is, I don't know, Becky, what do you eyeball like about, I, I had a pretty, you know, responsive impact here, maybe like 
a third to two, a third to half maybe of the nutrients assessed showed some level of proliferation yeah. support. And that's to be expected because you're challenging with direct hydrogen peroxide. So you're like actually throwing free radicals that you wouldn't be exposed to on that level on a daily basis. So this is a true challenge. Um, but the ones that showed up as moderately protective were astraxanthin, which is that pink pigment in our fish. Um, so like looking at shrimp or salmon, delta tocotrienol showed up to be proliferative as well as nutritionally deficient. So that was like a double hit there. Um, echinacea showed up as proliferative. Frankincense, which is that boswellia, glutathione, um, lipoic acid, and which is interesting because that alpha lipoic acid a year back uh-huh. was, you know, deficient. Um, maitake, and I thought there was another mushroom that I had, and shiitake, both of those showed to be protective for me. Omega-3 DHA, um, omega-3 EPA, as well as omega-6 all showed up to be protective. Piperine, which is the compound in black pepper. Pomegranate was highly protective, so I'll make a goal around that. Yeah, pomegranate spritzers or something. Oh, it's in my goals, girlfriend. (laughs) I got my green tea pomegranate (laughs) spritzer. I'm like, I can can rock this out for sure. Permission for that, that's great. Um, And then I can never say this word, but it's the like sap from... um, uh, bark, the phycogal, <laughs> phycognal, phycognal. I don't know, but it's P Y C N O G E N O L. Um, it's like from pine, pine sap, essentially, pine, sap mm-hmm. pine bark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. And then rhodiola <laughs> showed up, which is great in friends with my adaptogen boost surge I've been doing. Uh, I mentioned shiitake, sulforaphane showed up to be protective and then vitamin C was highly protective and wild cherry bark was protective. So the highly protective was vitamin C, rhodiola and pomegranate. So I had to definitely, you know, focus on those. And so what I did with myself, and this is kind of how we would work with you. If you order this lab through our website at AllieMillerRD.com, you will get a, of course, your results in this kind of bar graph color code system. You'll also get a booklet with a table of food as medicine, um, as well as deficiency trends of that nutrient or sourcing for these antioxidants and how you can consume them. And then you also get a customized email from Becky or myself where you actually get to fill out a form when you run a lab through our website. So even if you just do that advanced metabolic or you do the cellular micronutrient analysis, you get to fill out a really simple form where you note what you're currently taking, what your health goals are, what your concerns are. And then you get a customized email review with some food as medicine focus specific call outs as well as some supplement suggestions or swap outs or interventions. So from all of this, that I saw within myself, I made one goal to, as I already mentioned the supplement changes from the nutrients. So from the rest of this, um, wild caught fish, I usually am only getting one to two times a week. I always have the goal of two to three, but if I'm being honest, um, and so having actually salmon once a week as one of them to get that astroxanthin, having lobster at least monthly, as well as wild salmon roe monthly, I'm going to start ordering that again, and then uh, shrimp or other wild caught fish as my second or third option. So that's both double dipping for the astroxanthin and the omega-3. And then the glutathione, I was happy because I'm taking it again. 
the antioxidant anti-inflammatory is not showing your status so it's important to note that so if you see something you're taking in that section it doesn't mean it's not bioavailable to your cells mm -hmm. um, and so the glutathione I was like okay cool that's protective for me when that's added that protects my cells so I need to keep taking that daily but I'm also going to increase the cumin in my foods um, so this would be something that I would look at and because my cellular status of glutathione was also tested and was optimal I'm just keeping my cellular anti as my baseline of like two to three daily. So I'm not okay. adjusting the formula. I'm just confirming it's necessary and then, you know, increasing my cumin in the diet. Um, I brought in a lemon shooter. So I'm going to rotate between the turmeric lemon shooter as well as just lemon with fresh pressed ginger. Um, and I'm going to do that on rotation weekly, make a batch on a Sunday and do shooters of that. And that's going to be a great way to drive that bile flow and detox, but also give me a vitamin C boost. And then I'm going to commit to berries three times a week. It's so funny. Like I buy berries for Stella all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you do with Noah too. I don't yeah. know how many of those blueberries you get in your mouth. Not but. very many because <laughs> we buy like Costco sized things of them and it's he goes berry to them. I'm like, I can't have berries because they're for Noah. <laughs> uh -huh. But you know, it's funny. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have a berry snack with Stella yeah, yeah, yeah. three times a week. Yep. Um, and then again, I bumped up my bio C plus to three a day. Cause again, my cellular level of nutrient status was deficient. Um, that was actually one of my only functional deficiencies. And then I also had that antioxidant protection. So that, that gave me that incentive to actually up the supplement as well. And then the, um, sulforaphane broccoli sprouts, um, I'm going to bring in more regularly. I do those like once a month, but I figured I could do them at least, you know, twice a month and then getting roasted broccoli twice a week. Um, I'm not taking Brocco Detox, so I don't think I need that necessarily daily, but I do have it on formula. So if I'm feeling like antioxidants are stressed, maybe I, I decided to get my hair colored or, you know, do something that I was in an environment where there were a lot of toxic cleaning chemicals that I could smell. That would be times that I'd prioritize that Brocco Detox because I know that that sulforaphane will really protect my cells. And then um, proactive use of cracked black pepper, but I was like, okay, good reminder to get more of that. Now I'm going to sneeze because I'm thinking of black pepper. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> and then, yes, the last goal I had was the pomegranate spritzer. Um, I found both freeze-dried pomegranate powder and cool. also just doing okay. the concentrated organic pomegranate juice that uh, Lakeway and also there's a company, the RW Nudson. Um, so iced green tea with pomegranate and sparkling water is going to be a like couple times a week evening spritzer. Awesome. And pomegranate's coming into season too. So that yeah. would be a fabulous More reason. addition like on salads. Oh, you know, like the goat cheese pomegranate roasted squash is yeah. happening in this yeah, house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then again, I had that realization of the frankincense boswellia with inflammasome, which I do take regularly. And then rhodiola is pumped to see was protective and I'm constantly taking adaptogen boost. All right. Ready for my results? Yes. <laughs> Mine looked like someone who was still breastfeeding, which I yep. was. I was at like the very tail yep. end and I've now fully weaned. So it would be interesting, honestly, even like a month down the road to see if things would further rebound. But I was like, and this really is high stress. Yep. It True. was the program yeah, launch yeah. in right after. Didn't yeah. you do it the week after his birthday or like the week of his birthday? I think the week of his birthday. Uh -huh. Yeah. So high stress, all of the things. Um yeah. So it was definitely the worst my micronutrients have probably ever looked, but so also just, just a great, you know, baseline of like, okay, we're like rebuilding this house now. Like yeah. there is work to be done. Um, and so B5 and B2 were both, um, functional deficiencies deficiencies. And these were all actually functional, which yes. is a lot. Um, but those both having a big stress and adrenal connection, I think that makes sense. 
Yep. Um, K1 was deficient, um, which we think of K1 as more manufactured in the gut by our good bacteria, reason to take, you know, probiotics versus K2, um, you know, I'm taking that in, in the vitamin D balance blend. So K2 was fine. Right. Um, but it was K1 that well, was K1 locked. would be the leafy greens. K2 is actually the bioactive Thank one. You. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's okay. But so, yeah. So thinking of getting the leafy greens, but what's interesting is that it's that specific that like your vitamin D status was good and you're using vitamin D right. balance blend. Your right. K2 is totally right. green. Yeah. Like, like just that one. Um, so I thought that was interesting yep. too. Um, and then um, vitamin C was on there for me as well. So I've upped my bio C plus. Um, and again, the adrenal connection for sure. I yes. think I'd upped it like when we did that episode as well. So I've gone up now <laughs> to three. Um, calcium, which I was, I shared on Noah's birthday episode. I was having like really pretty severe knee pain at the end of the day. And I was attributing it to like my concrete floors and being barefoot too much. But as soon as I started back on two to three of the osteofactors a day, really proactive, it completely went away. So good. <laughs> it was, it was calcium deficiency. Um, iron came up as a, a borderline and, and we'd questioned functional. this one. Yeah. Functional. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Thank you. <laughs> um, but, uh, we'd questioned this one cause we're like, well, it's not a red blood cell analysis, but it's that same like proliferative, um, mm-hmm. testing that we're, they're doing for iron. Um, and that makes sense. I had been taking some additional supplemental iron, at least during pregnancy and, and maybe wasn't even as proactive with like getting my four multi-avail mama as I should have been, um, a day. So really working on that, uh, manganese, vanadium, uh, zinc in kind of the mineral world, um, zinc and lysine. Um, this was one that I think of in like that immune kind of viral yes. piece of the puzzle and, and post COVID. Um, and then cysteine, despite the fact that I'm taking cellular antioxidants with plenty of N-acetylcysteine in it. Um, and that one I've been really proactive at least two to three per day. Um, so now I'm upping it to even four if needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and choline, which that makes a lot of sense to me with uh, the breastfeeding hit. Giving all the good fats. Kind of how my brain has been feeling postpartum. Um, so that is when I think I'll pulse in. Um, some additional choline in addition to like what's in our uh, B complex and the B complex. I don't think I'd been as proactive with either, um, at least postpartum. Um, So added that back, layering on some choline, going for the liver and the fish roe and the bacon and all the things. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I think if you see that iron in a functional deficiency, it would behoove you to do a CBC to look at Mm -hmm. hemoglobin and and hematocrit, excuse me, to just screen for anemia and interestingly enough, sometimes I rotate in our multi-defense with iron and multi-avail mama. Like I'll do two or three multi-avail mama and then a multi-defense with iron just mm-hmm. to get a little bit more bang for my buck in the iron world. I used to do that. As someone that's had iron yeah. deficiency yeah. anemia. Um, and, you know, I mean, you you were building the baby and, <laughs> you know, the baby has a whole red blood cell system. And so we think of the iron levels so much, but then they're not monitored postpartum. Right, right. Like after you bled a lot right. and like, ga- like delivered a baby and a organ yep yep I <laughs> like, looked at it at six weeks out because I was like sure please run this they weren't yeah. gonna do it um because I felt that I had kind of on the high average of, of bleeding but I hadn't looked at anything since yeah yeah so I just think that this is such a validating panel and it is so common you know for breastfeeding and postpartum moms to 
feel like, oh, this is just new mom tired. But again, I think this is like a great way to like see like, okay, these are areas that I can dig deeper. And again, like you said, you had the triple hit of the immune hit also around that time Mm -hmm. with Noah being sick and him being all over you and all of that stuff. I wonder too. Stressing your stores. My body was making extra, you know, good stuff for him. Antibodies for him, right. Because he was ill. uh, Yeah. That could have been a bigger hit on like the zinc and and the lysine. For sure. So I think it's a really great way, again, to kind of focus, get your biggest bang for your buck with your supplement strategy. And it also seems to say that I often will have moms that are like, okay, um, I'm uh, not wanting another baby for another year. So should I switch my malt? And I'm like, no, no, no. Like (laughs) you need to stay on a prenatal, like a full dosed prenatal for at least one year postpartum and then one year post breastfeeding. Wouldn't you agree? Like, so like once you wean, yeah, (laughs) if you, I mean, right. Right, And, and um, it just shows that the importance of, you know, you want to refill the tank before right. you give back again. Right. And I think that's when I deal with mamas that have had three quick kiddos and everyone has different lifestyle timestamps and whatnot. I get it. But where they're just feeling that they were hit by that wall because they never got that like resurge of optimal nutrient status. Totally. And can you imagine like, you know, being on a prenatal during breastfeeding, I feel like isn't always even a recommendation by your right. generic, you know, OBs. Can you imagine if what you this would nothing? look like if I wasn't taking anything? <laughs> no doubt. Oh and gosh. then we won't go into your borderline deficiencies because that's enough functional. Yeah. And yep. um, I won't go into your whole list of the antioxidant protection, but I do want to note that I saw, <laughs> I was sad in mind that resveratrol didn't come up because I really was, I, I mean, I would have been like, food is medicine goal. Two glasses of wine a night. <laughs> I got this. Um, but yeah, resveratrol was highly protective for you, Becky. Yeah. Um, we'll link Dry Farm wine so um, you guys can get a bottle for a penny. But yes. I guess. Um, I'm still have, getting it too. I have been doing more like white wines through the summer than I probably ever had. So okay. switching back bring to reds, in the reds. And, and bringing it up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Dry Farm Wines is, of course, lab tested. Um, looks at glyphosate, which is a neurotoxin we find from the Roundup Red that's spread through our agriculture system. Um, so it's clean, pure wine, um, going to give you a lot of antioxidants, um, no added sugars, and also lower alcohol. So you're not getting that stress or toxin with the delivery of the good resveratrol. Um, so you can go to the link in the show notes and um, at Dry Farm Wines, if you use the code Allie Miller RD, you will get a bottle in your order for just a penny. Awesome. All right. Um, and I think we covered my supplement priorities, uh, yeah. but just super interesting to kind of see that whole picture. Um, I want to close with kind of how we always seek the why behind the trend. So it's not just, okay, you had 25 deficiencies. <laughs> Here are your 25 supplements or like you get a pill per deficiency. We want to look deeper at that of like, okay, it looks like you've got some adrenal stuff, some immune stuff, and then some increased demand from breastfeeding stuff or, or whatever it is, the why behind, you know, what's showing up yes, um, and, and kind of address this overlapping, you know, roadmap of, of these upstream elements to truly resolve the deficiency, not just replete them, get you back above water. And then it's like the next year when you, you know, fell off your supplement regime, same things are coming up or the dam wasn't rebuilt and you're still just spilling, right? you know, kind of thing. And so, yeah, um, you know, we can look at trends in the individual based on the deficiency. So if I see someone that has functionally low B6, B5, 
vitamin C, B12, responding favorably to adaptogens. Um, so we're seeing like ashwagandha, rhodiola, um, ginseng, all being very protective. Well, that's an individual that likely has some adrenal yeah. issues yep. or is under chronic high stress and is maybe preceding those adrenal issues, but is lining up for adrenal insufficiency or fatigue. So for that individual, again, I would bring in, instead of maybe all of those things as, in, as independent nutrients, I would bring in the adrenal support from our line, which is our glandular. So this actually has bovine adrenal compound. It also does have a heavy hit of B5 and B6, like a thousand percent plus in um, both the pantothenate and the pyroxidine. And so we're looking at per tablet over a thousand percent of those key B vitamins. And then you're getting that adrenal glandular to function as the gland so that you're not pulling the nutrients needed for the gland function. Um, also then we could layer in, of course, the adaptogen boost and the, the vitamin C in the, in the bio C plus, but then we want to focus on the lifestyle factors. So do we need that individual to be committing to a sleep routine or do we need them to get grounding in the morning and see an hour of sunlight in their eyes for their pineal gland to regulate their melatonin? Do we want them to go outside and camping and looking at the stars and feeling connected and getting parasympathetic or at medium or, or minimal getting blue blockers on mm -hmm. when they are in that blue bright dopamine driving uh, blue light so there's there's this lifestyle element and then there's food as medicine you know so basically any recipe in the anti-anxiety diet maybe our adrenal rehab shake which is pretty concentrated and potent and then getting in organs in general in the diet would be great for that individual yep um, and then what about maybe a trend of like blood sugar so we'd be looking at like poic acid yep. chromium and and minerals in that world so magnesium chromium zinc yeah those are three say, big ones for blood sugar omega-3 fatty acids yeah i mean those are all needed for insulin sensitivity and glucose metabolism so for that individual you know we're seeing all of these kind of sieves of the dam pulling nutrients because of that likely insulin resistance mm -hmm. so the first way of building up that dam is to cut carbs right. and processed refined foods um, as well as for that individual if they did have actually chromium and zinc, I would increase their frequency of grass-fed red meats because these are going to be really rich in those nutrients. And then adding in um, two to three times a week of wild-caught fish and layering in the EPA DHA extra to get that omega-3 fatty acid to reduce the inflammation and aid in that insulin sensitivity. And then maybe even layering in the thyroid optimizer, which would have that metabolic boost, especially if the individual is dealing with increased body fat. Um, so that's going to have that chromium and zinc directly in that world. And then the alpha lipoic acid, we can also get in our organs, or this might be in an individual, especially if they have neuropathy, that we would do a specific 300 milligram alpha lipoic acid sure. twice daily supplement yeah. and then maybe after three months wean that out to once daily and then um, once they hit the six month mark then they're just using the food as medicine as the foundation totally and and hopefully during that time they've you know done our keto program as well yes. and and really gotten that layer of of foundation too yeah, absolutely. So um, I hope that today's episode was helpful for you guys. Again, I can't say enough how I think empowering this lab can be. This could be a great holiday gift for a loved one or something that you put on your wish list. You can get uh, naturally nourished gift cards. So just a little early holiday push for that. I think you can get them in any quantity, right? Or is it, or is it um, $25 and we just allow multiples of that? I think it's multiples of 25 or if we have a 25 75 150 i don't know but you can definitely buy yeah. gift cards we can we can adjust that if yeah um, 
you guys <laughs> let like us know what you want to get but let us know yeah. um i'll make a, a link to the gift cards anyway so if coworkers <laughs> are asking you know if you're a teacher and people are asking for teacher awareness or appreciation mm-hmm. and you don't want another mug um or <laughs> starbucks gift card maybe you want a naturally nourished gift card so this is something you can request for sure and um again this panel is 550 dollars this would be used only once a year and that $550 includes the custom email review with the supplement suggestions. And then you do get that 40 plus page booklet with all of that deep dive information. And for listeners of the Naturally Nourished podcast, we are offering you guys $50 off through the end of November um, when you use the code CMA50. Again, if you use CMA50 at checkout on the cellular micronutrient analysis, you will save $50. And while you're over at AllieMillerRD.com and checking things out and learning more about this panel, um, definitely check out Next Level Keto. Again, if you've participated in our 12-week food as medicine ketosis program, we know you're going to love this. It is a great timing to, again, kind of put up the walls, talking about kind of closing the doors of the dam, if you will, build up the walls and stay with fortitude and focus throughout this holiday season so that you're feeling the best you can and you're also the most resilient you can be through cold, flu, and viral season. Thank you for listening to the Naturally Nourished podcast. Visit our blog at AllieMillerRD.com for recipes, wellness tips, and food as medicine meal plans. Connect with Allie and Becky at AllieMillerRD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay nourished and be well.